As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. I'm sorry, you can sit there and look and play with all your silly machines as much as you like. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I think! And time, and time again. Break up the music! Charge your glass! This nation is going to dance all night! Which specifically skilled players deserve to have their names used as footballing verbs? Jonathan Pierce against Modern Sweets. Can you have goals written all over you? Tony Pulis and the Leg Beaters. The old Tally versus Hall debate rears its ugly head once again. Lee Dixon doesn't believe the polar ice caps are melting. A huge unanswered goals saga, Hector Bellerin on LinkedIn, and the beyond parody epic that is the Keys and Grey podcast with Sean Dyche. Brought to your ears by The Athletic, this is Football Clichés. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 188 of Football Clichés. I'm Adam Hurry and with me for the adjudication panel, first of all, is Charlie Eccleshare. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Yeah, good. Presumably you're basking in the glory of the release of your new book, The Beautiful Poetry of Football Commentary. But one um, logistical quirk you pointed out, that um, there will be no audiobook due to rights issues. Because obviously, you know, there's commentary. And I guess you wouldn't be able to read out the commentary. You prefer to have had the original clips. Couldn't you have got like the commentators to redo them? That would be amazing. It might have been a bit of a hassle getting them all to redo it. I don't actually. Yeah, Possibly. that would have been that. That would have been a way. Would have been a way around it. I get. I'd be really curious to know as well if they. If they. I bet there are bits that they think. Oh, I could have done that better. Mm. Definitely, if I'd had my time again, I could. I could slightly tweak that, and this could have been that opportunity. Tyler's do, a veteran of doing it. He would mm, have been happy to. Of course. <laughs> Just redoing the Tony Adams one. Do like Sky Sports sort of technically own the intellectual property to Aguero <laughs> with that many O's? Surely. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it yeah, short. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like a Aguero. Yeah. Um, that voice, that famous voice you can also hear is David Walker. Dave, um, developments in your hunt for a Sunday league goalkeeper, I understand. Yes. So those of you who hadn't heard the, one of the adjudication panels, I think two weeks ago, I asked for listeners of the podcast to come forth if they were a goalkeeper and join my Sunday league team, Riversdale Rovers. I had precisely one reply and we have now signed said player up. Ben Wright ben is now Wright. a member of the Ribblesdale squad. More of a centre halfy name to me. Um, Doesn't sound yeah. like a goalkeeper. Because I don't, yeah, I don't actually think he is a goalkeeper. Really. Um, <laughs> right, great. Which is fine. Um, I may well have to uh, hold him to the fact that he has said he will play in goal <laughs> at some point. Or, or but, put out um, another appeal. Initial evidence seems to suggest that he's a very tidy left-footed midfielder slash uh, defender. So oh. all good. Oh, wasted in goal then. Um, or, or very suspicious that someone said they'd still offer to play in goal despite not being a goalkeeper. That There's red flags right there. Uh, no, Speak- I, think, I think good team player. That's, that's, the, that's the spirit. Okay. He'll play, it's literally that cliche of I'll go anywhere for this team, even in goal. He's, mm. he's proven his credentials straight away. Fine. The jury remains out. But uh, speaking of red flags, Keys and Grey Corner is a massive Keys and Grey Corner this week. It is unmissable, I would say. But the adjudication panel comes first, as it always does. John Malone writes in Charlie and uh, offers another piece of material from Air United versus Dundee in the Scottish Championship <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Um, after we talked about the um, concentric circles on their pitch. But uh, he heard that co-commentator Rory Loy describing Depot Akinyemi's attempt at goal like this. He's trying to look for that back stick. McGowan gives the ball away. He manages to cut inside French Akinyemi and he's just trying to Thierry Henry in that far corner. Can't quite get enough whip on it. So, Charlie, um, John Malone asks on the back of the commentator saying he tried to Thierry Henry into the far corner. Can you use a player, no matter how well-renowned, as a verb? I, I feel like this was a fairly solid example. If we ever to, were to champion this, it might be a good way, place to start. Everyone knows what it would mean. Yeah, I think this is quite good because, yeah, it, it's a very economical way of saying everyone knows what that means. Well, anyone, I guess, who... Well, it's it's possible now that you... if you, you know, When did he stop? About a decade ago. So maybe some younger viewers wouldn't know that so well unless they'd watch clips of it but I said some, I played football on Thursday and had a shot save trying to do exactly that and I think me or someone said you know you know exactly what that is that um, I, I, I think that's fine should have scored me, really. actually. yeah should have scored Go just on, reminded me actually uh, Thursday night was the first time the three of us have ever played football together in the same team and um, yeah, we beat the independent slash evening standard seven goals to two I should add but um, not without its low points was it Dave uh, yeah I did <laughs> score for both teams um, one of the most comical own goals you'll ever you'll ever see generally the most ridiculous goal ever scored Dave headed it up into the air with his forehead I raced out from goal to try and claim it uh, it bounced on a very dry 3G AstroTurf pitch over back over my head from an acute angle into the goal and the striker didn't even bother to tap it in that was how ridiculous it was very embarrassing for all concerned but we won that's the main thing isn't it the three points are all that matters indeed um, just to back on Thierry Henrying it I think mm, I'm not sure if I like this been thinking of other examples could you have he ironed Robin it yeah. into the top mm. corner about as about as kind of 
characteristic as it gets. I can't. I generally can't think of any established examples of players being used as verbs. There must be some. People are shouting some into their headphones right now. I played with a guy who once said, and then did do a free kick, I'm going to Bobby Carlos this. Oh, he, he, he said he, Bobby Carlos. That's he, even worse. And he took it and scored outside of the boot. But I think I think you could say I'm going to Roberto Carlos this. I mean, everyone would know what you meant by that. I mean, like, okay, he's going to try and sort of smash it outside of the foot. Well, b- b- bad tackles? That could be a sort of mm. Vinnie Jonesing someone. That, like, that could be a thing, couldn't it? I know it's an old reference, but I'm sure it's more along the right lines. But if you can't Aryan Robin it, I can't think of anything that would be more viable for this. I'm confused. I it's thought there would be way more examples. Absolutely soonest him there. <laughs> it mm. works. Soonest <laughs> is a great, it's like caressed, isn't it? It's a great yeah. verb. Um, let, let's, let's see if we can, we can usher this into the football vernacular. Right, um, David Rennie has returned our attentions to the Rest is Politics podcast. And uh, Alistair Campbell weighing in on the debate with a quintessential usage of a recently identified classic. So, and they had, but they had a piece, I think we mentioned it, they had a piece recently, which was essentially, I think it said something like you said, is, you know, whisper it quietly, but Joe Biden is actually doing rather well. Dave, I think this, I think this is the perfect usage of whisper it quietly, but, and we talk, we talked about it before, but about managers who are doing a, a good job under the radar somewhere. And I think this kind of works for American presidents, actually, because you hear it with Obama, it's the opposite. Well, actually, you know, there are a lot of things he didn't get right. And now it's the opposite for Biden. I think it's just a perfect usage. I think so. It works very well for politics across the board because, because of, you know, by, by its nature, everyone has such strong opinions one way or the other about whatever's going on. And, and, there's, and, and thus there's always an appetite for a, for a counter narrative. I mean, you could absolutely imagine that um, as we record, I think Liz Truss has just been confirmed as a new prime minister about half an hour ago. I'm, I'm sure at some point in the next week you're going to be whisper it quietly. But, mm. you know, Liz Truss. It might be a stretch, but I don't know. I was thinking this on Sunday uh, in the sort of ongoing whisper it quietly discourse. We spoke about Arsenal being a very whisper it quietly type club. But I wonder if United, by winning that game, may have wrestled that title because I think that could be a bit of whisper it quietly. So. But I think Ten Hag is going to race through the whisper it quietly phase. I just think they're too big for it. Um, I think he's probably he's probably probably at the end of his window of whisper it quietly, but mm. because they're kind of expected to, they were always expected to have that uptick. I don't know. I think they were like uh, going into that Liverpool game. People were like, they're going to get battered here. Mm. Like you mm-hmm. know, they're really in trouble. But there's nothing to whisper because they're Manchester United. Do you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't have to whisper it. I think I see what you mean, Charlie. I think you you're you're not far off. But I think before the Arsenal win, they could have been in the in the whisper it quietly mode. Two one nil wins away from home. That's it. That was the window. And now they now they've beaten Arsenal at Old Trafford. There wasn't a lot of whispering quietly from Roy Keane after the match. They're shouting it from the rooftops now. <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. gone from whispering it quietly to shouting it from the rooftops. That's it. Definitely. I did um, also think that it was quite a. For Kesey, must have been such conflicting emotions yesterday with Eric Ten Months against Arteta, who seems to become sort of bane of his life with his being out of his tenure area. So I, I was really thinking, really, it must have been mixed loyalties for Kesey. I genuinely yeah. don't know who he would have wanted more to fail. Does he have special dispensation? <laughs> the weirdest vendetta I've ever seen. Uh, I love the idea that he out. does. He's like he appealed, and they're like, yeah, okay, we'll grant you that special dispensation. You can go outside your technical area. Speaking of Manchester United, Adam Simpson was listening to their 1-0 win at Leicester on Radio 5 Live on Thursday night. And he was uh, ticking off his Jonathan Pierce checklist. The second half is about to get underway at the King Power and Leon Osman is with Jonathan Pierce. Finish your sweets, Jonathan. I didn't have any. I didn't know they were the fizzy type of modern sweet. I don't like them. Uh, but uh, Leon had eight. 
at uh, half time. He's still chomping away. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm figuring out. <laughs> modern time against modern sweets. <laughs> no, let's let's deal with this with the same scrutiny that we deal with everything else. Charlie, are fizzy sweets modern sweets? Surely they had fizzy sweets back I in the seventies and your eighties. I think fizzy sweets have been around for a long time. Like those boiled sweets. Yeah, they're like the old-fashioned, the boiled sweets. Yeah, but, but even fine. in those, I think you would have had ones where, like, you bite into them and they're fizzy inside. What the sherbet inside? Sherbet yeah, means. sherbet. Yeah, sherbet's yeah. fizzy, isn't it? And that's been exactly. around. Sherbet dib dabs and all that. I, think, I I reckon he thinks that sherbet is like the more kind of mechanical, organic type of fizziness, not that kind of manufactured fizziness that you get these days in in your Sour Patch Kids. Your Haribos. Yeah, that just was great. Such a good clip. Thank you, Adam. Sweets. Um, really enjoyed this one too. This was from several of you, in fact. Here's young Chelsea loanee Jaden Wareham telling his new club, Leighton Orient, all about himself. So obviously Orient doing very well at the moment, top of the league, and um, there'll be, you know, like some Charlie Calm in, in good form. But hearing you speak and, you know, thinking about your experiences at Woken, I'm sure you back yourself to try and get into that team. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, have, I have goals written all over me. I've... I'm positive, I'm confident. <laughs> Charlie, I want more players to say, I've got goals written all over me. It's perfect. I've never heard that even said. But you say, like, he's full of goals or he's mm. he's all about scoring goals. I don't think you've ever heard that. That's you let alone said about yourself. That's great backing of yourself, isn't mm. it, Dave? I like it. I've, <laughs> I've got goals written all over me. <laughs> like memento. Leighton Orient have got something special there Right, um, Tom Makin was listening to um, Chelsea against West Ham at the weekend on 5 Live Tony Pulis on co-commentary, really good as well actually Like Just a sprinkling of old school manager observations With some you know, decent mid-level analysis that we could all enjoy But he did use this phrase, which I find very odd Again, Chelsea very, very patient um, Possession based But I'd really like him to be a little bit more dynamic really in the final third they haven't got apart from Sterling they haven't got leg beaters so everything they're trying to pass through the pitch there's no one who's going to isolate doesn't look as though they're going to isolate someone and take him out of the game and that's what Chelsea need at the moment they need that person who's a leg beater someone who can go at someone and just do something special and take someone out of the game how do you feel about leg beater this is amazing so I spoke to Tony Pulis in January for a piece that never saw the light of day about Adama Traore in which he used the expression leg beater (laughs) and I remember I was in the office and I said to him leg beater is this a thing have I missed this and I think uh, it was a colleague of ours who is from Lancashire and he did know what he was like yeah 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 leg beater's a thing I don't think anyone else that I asked had really heard of it and I'm so pleased that now because Triore never joined Spurs I never got to use those quotes but now uh, the world can hear leg beaters I'd never heard it before very interesting that you offer that little story as evidence because um, I had a little little search for for anybody using this phrase before and uh, here's Tony Pulis in 2019 when he was at Middlesbrough talking about Rajiv Van La Parre he says he gives us that pace and that bit of quality and he is a leg beater all good teams have got leg beaters they've all got people who can take people out of the game and we've missed that since Adama Traore left Ah. he will give us a little bit of that so Adama Traore is the centre of the leg beater universe as weird a (laughs) phrase as that is Um, but Dave like many phrases like this, we kind of instantly know what it means. I know what he's getting at, but I don't like it. I think it's really weird. What do you Is mean? it worse than foot race? 
I think it is. Yeah, okay. It's less. It's less. It is less self-explanatory than than foot race. You, re- if you heard it yeah. out of context, you really would. You need that everything around it to really understand what he means. Leg beat. When I when I hear the word leg beater, it sounds like I'm thinking of like you know, like a rug beater, something that you'd like. <laughs> you, you'd hit someone's legs with it. Mm, okay. So, but Charlie, are we assuming that it means you're beating someone else's legs in a race? Is that right? Or are they beating their own legs a- along the turf? Or they are they okay, using well. their legs to beat someone else's legs? <laughs> so I've, do, I've, do, I've found these quotes that he gave to me, and he says he's mm. a game changer and a leg beater. You need leg beaters, someone who can go past someone, take players out of the game. So that almost seems to be his explanation of what leg beater is. It's like verbatim from the 2019 uh, interview he gave to the Gazette. He's so uh, beaten your legs. I think I think it's. I guess beating just other means some, people's legs. I That's think it's it with your legs you can just beat them. So yeah, you've got the le- you've got the legs to just beat someone. Hmm. You know, I'll find you out can if it's just hyphenated or not. I'm not sure. You, I hyphenated it. <laughs> right. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Instinctive hyphenation. Yeah. That's enough for me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, so I think with your legs, you just stretch them and you beat people. Someone who can just get it. Yeah. Take players out of the game. But I don't think it. I don't think it is one out of way. You. 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 I think it is too. It needs too much sort of thought for it to be. It's mm. not one you hear and you're like, oh yeah, no, that's an expression I wish I'd been using all my life. Okay. I think it's yeah. a bit Make abstract. a combative midfielder. Maybe that's the image it conjures up. Next up, many of you are alerting me to Sky co-commentator Alan Smith, who was busy nominating Brighton's Alexis McAllister as his man of the match against Leicester on Sunday. On the basis, Charlie, that you've been all over the shop. No. <laughs> That's a bad thing. It is a yeah. bad thing. Yeah. He's been at he's been at sixes and sevens yeah. all day. He hasn't stopped. Great performance. The only way it could be good is if you were um as I used to be many, many moons ago, a um stock replenishment assistant oh, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in Sainsbury's or Tesco's. <laughs> if you're all over the shop then and you've really, you know, really put a shift Which in. Which one was it? Big Sano's or Tesco's? Oh, it was Big Sano's for me, yeah. Tesco man myself. Uh, <laughs> That's impressive to get around. You've got to have a good engine to be doing that, Dave. I'm, yeah. I, I kind of sympathise with it because if you use it quite breezily, then it kind of heavily implies that he's just been everywhere. But if you go, he's been all over the shop. Mm. Um, yeah, but I there's really so many other... It. Every blade, blade of Everybody grass, grass is, your, yeah. is your go-to, right? Yeah. Elsewhere, Goody11 writes in Charlie and says, uh, Match of the day's on-screen graphics describe Daniel Podence's two Premier League goals last season as a haul. Surely two goals is not enough to be considered a haul. And what is the minimum required? <laughs> At least double figures for an attacker, surely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of... I agree with the spirit of this. I just don't think I've got a threshold to offer Goody11. I'm trying to think as well whether you think of hauls more as an individual... Like, I think of in cricket... Get you about someone's five wicket haul or something like that. I don't know if I would talk about a cumulative total. Oh, maybe you're right. Hauls are for games and tallies are for seasons, Dave. Yeah, I was going to say I could see someone being uh, it's sort of a, a perhaps an elegant variation on a brace. It, say, oh, and the striker got a two goal haul last week against Middlesbrough or whatever. But yeah, two goal haul for a season is ridiculous. Mm. I suppose if you think of it in wider society, Charlie, the word haul is often used for um, when someone takes a picture of all the Christmas presents they got, and which is obviously, mm. that's a one-time mm. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. Um, can I, can I just say, that, Dave saying brace there reminds me as well. I can't remember who it was. Recently on Sky Sports, it popped up first ever Premier League brace mm. in the way that you would, you know, first ever Premier League hat-trick. And I was just slightly surprised that brace was the kind of official term being used in a, in a pop there's, no, but, there's nothing else to use but then I don't know what yeah first double that also seemed weird yeah. but it just seemed like a weird meeting of cliche with kind of official stats well I think the problem is is that if someone didn't know what a brace was they would be utterly confused like what the hell is what mm. the hell is that um, but yeah it's 
they're placing a lot of confidence in people knowing what brace is, I guess, with that. But yeah, it, it is weird that it, it could be used as an official thing. I completely agree with that. Now, Manchester United versus Arsenal on Sunday. Uh, over on NBC, Lee Dixon on co-commentary and um, some alarming views from the former Arsenal fullback. But this is a question I think I asked last year that you might know the answer of. You might not. It's all about why don't goalkeepers wear caps anymore? Is the sun changed since the 70s? Well, first of all, I'd say occasionally you do still see one, but not as many as you used to, I agree. All goalies used to wear caps when it was sunny. And now we've got global warming, allegedly. Maybe we've got taller stands since the 70s. There you go. See, I knew you'd get a (laughs) proper answer. The thing about this, Dave, is it's it's overwhelmingly really good cliches level chat. Like you could imagine that entire conversation on cliches, except for the uh, except for the slight scepticism about the um, about global warming. I think Peter Peter Drury was very much doing our jobs for us there, fit slotted in perfectly. But I've not been across any of Lee Dixon's social media output. Indeed, if there is any, votes green apparently. Well, there you go. I just think it's almost it's almost like probably didn't. He, he sort of did, did that without thinking. Mm. It sort of bleeds into his sort of slightly proper football man sort <laughs> yes. of role. No, I think I just think to that's be just to be skeptical yeah. about new things. Yeah. <laughs> well, just yeah, just to be said, like, I'm not going to just go along with sort of this newfangled thing that we're told about. But I agree without actually. <laughs> it's not like XG. It's not like <laughs> it's along. It's in the same for, for some people. We were just talking. We, we used to just call it hot days. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Drury making exactly the point I was thinking as well of the, uh, yeah. the, the <laughs> high stands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but... Yeah, that was just window dressing for, for the real talk that was going on in have there. You, but... Have you investigated that, Adam? You've done the socks. Is, is he right about the caps? Instinctively, that feels correct. I think anecdotally, he's correct. Mm. Like it definitely. I think it must be like keepers just don't like them and it's optimal performance, marginal gains. They just don't want their vision obscured and yeah. the human eye can adjust to sunlight after a while, probably. But um, Danny Porter writes in, Dave, he says, first Letitiae and now Dixon. You can't help but wonder what role Eileen Drury has had to play in all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Parler suddenly deciding that uh, he's, he's not for any of this anymore. Mm, not sure. But seriously, though, Lee Dixon's career did not dovetail with the highly rated Faith Healing Aces spell under Glenn Hoddle. 21 caps between 1990 and 93, then got his last one under caretaker Howard Wilkinson in 1999. So wasn't actually exposed to Eileen Drury, Danny Paul. I was just going to make that point. <laughs> it, was really, it was really nagging at me. I'm so glad that we acknowledged it. I was like, we can't, we can't let that go. Mm. The difference is I had to look it up and it was already in your brain. That's the weird thing. Elsewhere at Old Trafford, Charlie, at 22 years and 192 days old, Anthony became the youngest Brazilian to score on his Premier League debut. What a stat yeah, that is. Yeah, I, I saw that. And um, yeah, that was very much in the realm of... the. That's just too much, too many caveats. Well, this is the one I, I pointed out to you guys on Wednesday night of, of such a misleading one of Arsenal have never finished outside the top two in the Premier League when winning their first five games about something that happened once before and they'd finished second. You can't say never about a once. And also what really annoyed me, they did the eye emoji within that. As if like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. It's like that just tipped over the edge. Like you can't, that does not merit an eye emoji. This has happened once before, they came second. That's yeah. fine. I just, it, it, perhaps it's a very good example, Dave, of a stat being mined out of the ether just to just for the purposes of narrative. It's like, well, Arsenal are doing well. What, how can we frame this? How can we frame this? And uh, yeah, I don't know. Pointless stats. I mean, I actually think the Anthony one is right on the cusp of being pointless. It's, yeah. it's not unentertaining, so I'm all right with it. 
I, I thought Gabriel Jesus scored on his debut for Man City and might have been younger than that, but obviously not. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I, I sort of think it's, I sort of think that one's all right. The Arsenal one's complete nonsense. But I, <laughs> I, I think, the, I, I, you know, yeah, that's all right. There's been yeah. enough Brazilians. It's not like it would be different. 100, if they were, in fact. Exactly. It'd be different if they said, and, you know, if we had a player from an obscure country that there's only been like two of those players ever played in the Premier League or a small country or whatever, then that's that's different. But in Brazil, right. there's enough of them to, 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 for it to be curious enough, Fine. I think. Fine. Not long after the game, Charlie, one headline read that Anthony broke his silence after scoring his first <laughs> Manchester United car. <laughs> just officially, we're not having that, are we? It's not even serious enough to break your silence about. So, oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Years ago, Adam talking to you about the break breaking silences and opening up. They're, yeah. they're two of my favorite things. Um, I love the idea of someone just really opening up about some some like entirely trivial and non personal issue like yeah. this. But this is a ludicrous breaking their silence. It is ludicrous. Most enthusiastic badge kiss I've seen for quite some time with Anthony's uh, celebration. Did a blowback about that? I a lot of people didn't like it. Thought it was inauthentic to to kiss the badge on your first game but I don't know you've signed for the club yeah I, I, I saw that a bit of policing of that like you need to have played at a certain point before you can really love them yeah, but if anything rabble rousing yeah your love might be most passionate absolutely right at the start yeah you know you haven't you've only got the sort of excitement new you know young new love that's oh, I mean that's that's a fairly romantic way of looking at it I just thought well he's just he's just getting the fans on side straight away it's 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 a cynical act if anything but i don't think it's unacceptable i'll tell you what got weird though here's jim proudfoot and jim beglin talking about anthony's quick feet just imagine what reference is about to happen <laughs> anthony with the flamboyance with the step overs didn't realize he was a fan of michael flatley <laughs> now you're showing your age Thank you. Michael Flatley. That is not what I was expecting. And then just to top it off, a little dig from Proudfoot about Beglin showing his age as well, which is just, yeah, the you know, a soft landing for that one, I think. But yeah, <laughs> Michael Flatley. What a flattering reference for a footballer. <laughs> Shades of Michael Flatley out there to your performance. <laughs> well, I mean, I am my own man. <laughs> Listen, that's for other people to make that comparison. I just <laughs> do my own He was thing. a great dancer. He yeah. was a great dancer. If, if I, you know, if I win... Ten percent of the awards he does, then I'll be happy. I really, when you said the reference, I was thinking like which sort of old, sort of yeah. long, long retired footballer is this going to be? I was not expecting Flatley. <laughs> Anthony after the game saying, "Yeah, I, we used to get the footage from Riverdance <laughs> on the TV. We, we, we used to gather around the TV set and watch it." Oh my goodness! Oh, how do we how do we improve on this? Anyway, over in MLS, Montreal, Charlie bounced back from going two 0 down to Toronto within seven minutes to lead four two before the hour, uh, which the official Major League Soccer Twitter account described as four unanswered goals. How instinctively do you feel about this? Uh, so they conceded two first and then they scored four. Mm. I think that's okay, mm. four unanswered. Yeah, well, Eddie on Twitter took took issue with this and replied to their Twitter account saying, it's not four unanswered goals if it's 4-2, guys. <laughs> um, and then some Americans got involved and it says, uh, if they scored four straight, it sure is. <laughs> Uh, strongly disagree, said Eddie. Someone else said then Toronto scored two, then Montreal scored four in a row, a.k.a. four unanswered. Eddie continued, dug his heels in and says, no, I still feel it's only unanswered if it's 4-0. Toronto's two goals in themselves are an answer to which Montreal are replying. Davey's tying himself up in knots here. 
I sort of, I do sympathise with him though. <laughs> I knew because... you were going to do this. This is amazing. He, I, he appealed to me on Twitter for help, and I said, "No, you're wrong. I'm sorry." <laughs> and I said, "Furthermore, you're going to be on the podcast this week." And he said, "All right, fine." But I've already pictured someone like Jack Pitbrook or somebody saying, "Well, I sympathise with this. I knew it was going to yeah. be you." <laughs> fine. Happy for them to come to me in future. <laughs> the lenient parent. If Mummy says no, come to Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what? So what, okay, what's your case for the defence here then? I I think I think it depends slightly on how you're sort of talking about them. I think like if like the um, football league roundup is doing, and then Montreal went on to score four without reply, or you know, I kind of can get it in in stream of like a description of the match. I sort of get it, but like seeing it there as a four-two, four unanswered goal, I, I think it doesn't look right. It doesn't look right because you've got the two there. Wow. Okay, here's a counter argument, Charlie. If I, if let's say it was four nil, mm. and you described it as four unanswered goals, you just wouldn't say that about four nil, well, would you? That's what I was going to say. I'm trying to imagine. Is there no need? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel that, that that sounds quite odd. Also, perhaps I feel like unanswered goals isn't really a football thing. I feel like it's more of a rugby thing. Like they ran in 32 unanswered points in the second half, or something like that. It's something that's more likely more feasible to have been replied to. Whereas in football, you could quite easily score three unanswered goals. It's not a massive deal. But in, in other sports where the scoring is more intricate, maybe you could... It's more notable to be unanswered. Uh, yeah, I also think the what you said about half-time, because I was imagining that there I can imagine it. And I, I guess from there it could, be, it could go from nil-nil and then they score three unanswered goals. That feels more possible. But just a general like 4-0 would, would be odd. And you might be right on the... the the rugby thing sorry Eddie I mean much as I always would like to side with us I'm afraid you tied yourself in knots and dug yourself into a hole there so uh, good luck getting out of that right finally on the adjudication panel um, always enjoy footballers on LinkedIn because it's just a different vibe isn't it it's a different form of communication and uh, here's Hector Bellerin recently cancelled his contract to Arsenal to move to Barcelona and uh, in true LinkedIn style Charlie doing the whole starting a new position post with like some <laughs> dancing people generic dancing people in the background image fantastic that's brilliant <laughs> but i suppose that's just how it works on linkedin it's just like a job right so that is his job yeah celebrating five years in his time at Arsenal. congratulate hector on yeah. a year at barcelona do you reckon they get the co-worker things as well dave celebrate yeah. five years of being yeah mm. with a tea lady at barcelona <laughs> was he there in the academy before he joined up Arsenal is he one of those famed La Masia I believe so yeah La Masia or La Masia yeah he does this every time I, um, I've stopped correcting it yeah um, but I, I I wonder if it's like if you were to like you know if you maybe if you work for the same company in two different spells in, in another industry the second time mm. you still have to do the onboarding but I, I was here before I know if, I, no it's just company policy have, he has to watch the Mess Unke Club presentation <laughs> <laughs> Well, LinkedIn would barely have been, a, you know, around when he was there. It was so mm. long ago. So I think That's he would true. need a, a full refresher. They've got like they've got Slack now, so it's all uh, it's, it's all. It used to be email. I think when you were here last time, hey, none of that anymore. <laughs> yeah, we've moved on. We've moved on. But the icing on the cake here was um, in true traditional LinkedIn style. Just dozens and dozens of people underneath just saying congratulations. <laughs> Great <laughs> role, <new> job. <laughs> Re- yeah, it really sounds like a good role for you. Reserve oh, right back dear. at last. Fantastic. Anyway. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres May 2nd on FX. Stream on Hulu. Oh, look at that! That is wonderful! Brought to your ears by The Athletic. This is Football Clichés. Yeah, that concludes the adjudication panel this week. But that leaves us plenty of time for Keys and Grey Corner. Now, Keys and Grey Corner, the bread and butter content for Keys and Grey Corner as we go through the B in sports output and pick up on their observations for the weekend's football. Not this time, because their guests on the returning Keys and Grey podcast after a summer off was Sean Dyche. <laughs> now, Dyche. I mean, this is essentially our dream, isn't it, Charlie? Sean Dyche on the Keys and Grey podcast. What could possibly go wrong from our perspective? When it was trailed and they said they had the, the self-proclaimed best sports podcast in the world, uh, when uh, Keysy announced that they had a guest, I put on Twitter, I thought Dyche, but that was partly in hope rather than expectation because I thought I'd love for that to be the case, but it could be that it's some, you know, just some old guy who's popping in to be in. So imagine my delight. So, but Dave, all, all the ingredients were there, right? Out of work manager, down to earth guy, um, in demand. So, in, if anything, he's probably cutting edge for them, right? Slightly diminished for for them by the fact that Daishi has done loads of podcasts. I think in the in the last two or three weeks, I've seen him popping up in a variety of different places. Um, so it's not exactly an exclusive, but he not is a problem for them. But he's very much in their wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. They would have been straight on the phone. As soon as he left Burnley, um, this, this would have been booked in for a well, few. Go and, have a, go and have a rest, big man. And yeah. Come. We'll be here. Yeah. I remember when he was sacked, the three of us discussing that, because I think Keezy did, tw- uh, <laughs> Keezy did a tweet calling him the big man uh, when he got sacked. We were like, it can't be long. It's got, it's got to be soon. And uh, We'll get on to Dyche in a moment. There was other matters for them to discuss first, but I just want to lay out straight away everything you would expect from this Dyche episode of their podcast is going to happen, and it's going to happen even better than you expect. But um, 
Their return to the podcasting world began in the only way that Keys and Grey podcast could. <laughs> The boys are back in town. <laughs> we, we are, we are. This is the first of 21 clips I have from this podcast, and it's already, I already feel like they are gaslighting us. Oh, I didn't even see, even after, even after the song became clear, I didn't, I still didn't see that coming from Keith. <laughs> And do you know what? Here we are in London town recording this podcast and Doha might well be thousands and thousands of miles away. But maybe we're a little bit closer than we think. Premier League clubs et up Europe as the window, quotes, slammed Aye. shut. It always slams shut if you're watching Sky Sports News. It doesn't News. gently close, does it? it? It doesn't close as it does in most other places. Yeah. It slams, slams shut with dramatic effect. He <laughs> loves Charlie. He loves these transfer windows slamming shut. He's been he beating his drum. Constantly. Yeah, he's been beating this job for a long, long yeah. time. A- an introduction there to what happens a lot that Gray they sort of talk Gray feels he has to sort of talk with Keezy, mm. often mm. just sort of echoing what he's saying. It's yeah, quite odd. He knows what the next line is, so he sort of just mm. offers it up. Yeah. Um Dave, if if Keezy ever does MHD, this is definitely one of his things, isn't it? The window slamming shut. I mean <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> well Well next up. Dave, it all gets a little bit partridge at this moment. The one I worry, I don't worry. I always pull you up when you yeah. say that because you don't genuinely worry. Well, it's a turn of phrase. Yeah, I'm a phrase. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> forest. This is one of the greatest caveats I've ever heard. Yeah, but yeah, forest is the one they fear for, just in case you missed that one. Um, yeah, turn of phrase. Yeah. Let's move on to some gentle ribbing from Greater Keys. How's your popularity in the summer? How's it been? Very good. Good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Apart from Arsenal fans. Right. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think they are now rivaling David Seaman's podcast for the amount of time spent laughing uh, for too long. What's so good as well is just how those laughs, anything like just the vaguest bit of sarcasm is just enough, just absolutely set yeah. them off. So there it's like, oh, you're popular with the last fans, or it could be like, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, you, you were pretty soft as a player, weren't you, Andy? Anything like that, just not saying the truth is guaranteed laughter. Right, that was the soft opening. Pleasantries were concluded. Now time to tuck into some old bugbears. First of all, assists. He said, can you stop your correspondence claiming that passing the football somehow is an assist? Uh, this is nonsense. Beth Mead does not have four assists. All that happened was that she passed the ball to a teammate who scored. Passing the ball doesn't enable or aid a player to beat a goalkeeper. An assist is when you help your gran carry her shopping. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a bit extreme. Yeah, well, so who had given them this advice? So this is this is a letter from the Times they were reading out. That's uh, uh. one railing against the concept of assists, which is it is the old classic. Is well, you, you can pass the ball two yards and and mm. get an assist, can't I you? I could do that, Andy. Yeah, but they're ruling out any pass. Mm. Any pass is an assist. Apparently so. Apparently so. Yeah, that was a bit of a late twist, wasn't it? Assist was a bit of a surprise to me. I didn't think they were that bothered about that. But XG, oh, of course they hate XG. And in the most textbook way as well. <laughs> I was reading an article. I'm not going to spend time discussing it now. If I'm watching but... Manchester City against Bournemouth, for instance, I've got a funny feeling that Manchester City are going to score on Bournemouth or not. <laughs> I mean, I don't need XG to tell me that. <laughs> no, you understand what we're saying. I do. I do. The thing about this, the thing about this, Dave, is I don't think I've actually ever heard that 
proper football man argument against XG. That's, that's a very nicely packaged together, concise argument against it. I mean, it's complete nonsense, but it is a fresh one for me. It is, but yeah, the XG people are not, they're not hailing themselves as like mystic Meg types. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I have heard this before, okay. and I think it betrays a, a genuine misunderstanding. I think people think, I think what Andy Gray is suggesting there is he thinks of it as being like the pools. <laughs> <laughs> as being a predictor, as a sort of pre-game thing. I don't think he and others who I've heard make this argument. Yeah. It, it, honestly, I think so they're thinking it's like, oh, yeah, so XG can tell me that they think City will win. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I think they think it's a predictive tool, a but pre-game. This is, this is a running theme of, of Andy Gray's sort of gentle railing against analytics, which is, <laughs> I knew that already. <laughs> it's just like, I can see that from my own eyes, don't worry. Right, um, we're really warming up now. Um, here they are. Talking about an old favourite. Marsh is steeped in the value of a broad education with stats. He was his mentor was Bob Bradley. Ah. The former Swansea City coach so say, yeah. who also studied history at Princeton University in the States. Oh. His other big influences are gone, worked in football in, in England recently. Ralph Ranick. A real double <laughs> a real double salvo, Charlie, for the people who like keys reading out names. <laughs> That was amazing. Bob, Bob Bradley, I think, Bradley. was actually Bob Bradley. I think was actually even better. Bob Bradley's but, but, in the Champions League places, Dave, for names being read yeah, out by keys. I think. It's good. But did you hear? Did you hear Andy Gray's reaction to when when Keezy said that he'd studied history at Princeton, history at Princeton. University? <laughs> and uh, Andy just went. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can't have these school teachers near football. Oh dear. So anyway, that was the preamble, the big build-up. Sean Dyche on the pod. Here we go. Um, they start by talking about where Sean Dyche really sits in the pantheon of uh, British football. But but Andy put to me a very good question prior to your picking the phone up, which is we were talking about top end careers, and he said to me, "Did Dyche have a top end career?" And and Dyche, do you know what he said? <laughs> no. <laughs> I said, I can go. I remember you strutting through a semi-final, FA Cup semi-final at Old Trafford, Daishi. Yeah, thanks. Imperious performance. I'm trying to knock me down. There's no need. There's no need. There's no need to do that. You know, it was top career. Very yes. Well, most people, most people, you must have missed it, mate. You must have been other than the radio or something back then. I think I did. You know, yeah. I was like, I was like a mixture of Barazzi and Glenn Oddle, mate. Don't worry about that. It's a loss. It's a loss to top-level football. You may say that in jest, big level. man, but you're right. I think I, I would I would say perhaps looking <laughs> the first big man at the end there, Charlie. <laughs> that really rounds it off, doesn't it? Uh, but I love just love Andy Gray just simply not letting him talk. Yeah, it's weird that he's really going over him. To, to really wants to make that point about the Chesterfield Middlesbrough semi final. Oh, that was painful. That's <laughs> gonna get. I mean, I know. More excruciating than you me. know. We we we're not the best for talking over each other, and mm. I you know I I do my best to smooth it out. But Christ Almighty, this great son, imperious, imperious. <laughs> D- Dave's producer head is just exploding. It's like, yeah, it's oh, making your God. teeth itch. I can see it. Uh, let's continue. No chat with an out of work manager. Dave is complete without talking about golf. But trust me, no one in the planet. We'll expect the final twist here. So I'm not missing the, the idea of, of what it is yet, but you know yourself, the bug never leaves you. Nope. It will come back strong at some point. You know, I'm, I'm okay at the minute. I'm filling in the stuff that I couldn't do, the stuff that I promised people. I'm going to give you an example. I, I met someone on a golf course by chance. I played in a charity game. So I said to him, 
right, we'll definitely do that next year. And I bumped into him. It was someone, someone, um, you know, it was, I'll tell you it was actually, because he's a great guy. It's Chris Akabusi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who had Chris Akabusi in their brain? Nobody. No. Oh, it's just. This is the moment where I started to think. This is all one big wind-up on the Football this Clichés is, podcast. Oh, I mean, you mentioned Partridge before. This is just incredible. Zach <laughs> Boosie and Sean Dyche playing golf. My goodness. Um, all right, I'll level uh, with you. It was next, Chris Agaboosie. <laughs> uh, the next clip, quite simply, is just them all laughing. I mean, another rule of thumb, lads, just to give you an insight, when I was at Watford after game 13... I'm just about getting booed off and there was 11 <laughs> managers. There was 11 oh, managers no. out of work oh, 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 game. No. Oh, man. I remember thinking, I will never do that. No. A bit worrying here, Charlie, because that sounds like Andy Gray doing an impression of me doing an impression <laughs> of his laugh, which is very, very worrying. That's, I mean, more yeah, grist to the it's all a big wind-up mill. Next up, um, Andy Gray gets all serious now, Dave, as he talks about an issue very, very close to his heart, especially when talking to a British manager. Can I'm, I ask I, you, Sean, one, right. what, I'll tell you what I'm interested in your opinion on, Daishi. Have, have, over the years and when you were working particularly, uh, did British managers often get a raw deal with the perception of a British coach as opposed to the all-knowing foreigner? I got the feeling that the media view was anyone who'd managed in more or less any division other than England yeah. was suddenly like some kind of guru of mm. football or yeah. some kind of... Yeah. Well, the one, the one that used to come out the most, which we used to laugh at, was, you know, you see um, an interview in like, outside the stadiums, and the fans that go, yeah, great tactician. And we used to wear ourselves, aren't we? Like, right, okay, yeah, of course. Of course they are. You know, like, just this one message. Yeah, They're great tactician because they worked in you know, the bottom half of La Liga or something. You go, right, yeah, of course, great transition, yeah. Charlie, like, do you think Dice is actually doing his long-term prospects any good here? I'm slightly... Seriously? Yeah, I'm slightly surprised Daishi uh, is sort of playing to this particular gallery. I don't know, but, though. It's not completely out of character. I guess he does shoot from the hip. But, I mean, also, yeah. who's gonna, is any, are any sort of sporting directors going to be listening to Yeah, KNG? this is a stage where you're probably starting to market yourself as a potential new manager for someone who needs needs a new manager, and it just feels like a really odd thing for him to say. I'm not I'm not necessarily passing any opinion on his views. I'm just saying it's a strange one to to be joining in with. Next up, Dave, uh, we've done Partridge already. I, I I didn't want to you know just tick off these obvious cultural references, but here he is. Here's Sean Dyche comparing contrasting footballing styles to jeans. But you know when you get um. Yeah, they're doing this amazing analytics and they put what they're doing on it. We go, yeah, we've all been doing that for 10 years. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like this new, exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, well, I, I always say, is it, is it, you know, skinny jeans, like flat jeans, uh, skinny jeans, loose jeans, skinny jeans, loose jeans, skinny jeans, loose jeans. It's like, jeans are still jeans, right? Jeans are still uh, jeans. You know? uh, you're I'm talking like, our language, Sean, you know, I have yeah. to say. <laughs> What a lovely finish to that. Yeah, now you're talking my language. It's jeans and still jeans. <laughs> Are we skinny jeans or loose jeans football-wise at the moment? I can't I can't really work it out. I think we're sort of emerging from a skinny jeans phase, are we, Dave? Skinny jeans must be analytics. Loose jeans must be that would be their, thunder. That would be their Yeah, because they must be loose, they're loose jeans through and through. So where does high pressing sit in the jeans? Is that just sort of slim? slim High-waisted? <laughs> No, I mean they are boot cut. Mm. Top football men are boot cut. Yeah, but but they're not across. I don't think they're as across modern fashion trends as they as they uh, as they would lead us to believe. Because I'm not sure skinny jeans are sort of at the vanguard anymore. Mm. I think a looser fit is is actually more popular. 
Um, this conversation was leading only one way. If you're talking about analytics and the effort put into data, there is only one manager that you have to summon. I mean, do you remember? Oh, no, I must say, I think he's a really good operator. But do you remember the thing with Marco Bielsa? And they were saying, like, Marcelo Bielsa, sorry, they were saying, like, oh, it's amazing. And, like, and we were all going, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, everyone's been doing that for years. Yeah, another airing for the year. We've been doing this for years. But I also really enjoyed uh, Sean Dyche referring to Bielsa as a good operator. Operator's so, amazing. So anyone's ever described him as that ever. Operator, incidentally, how one of the words Keezy used to describe Dyche when he got the sack from Burnley. Somebody's yeah. going to get a top-class operator when he's ready. Top-class operator. Right, further on up the analytics here, we've done assists, we've done XG. Now we're into the really advanced stuff. Here you go. Here we go. Here we go. This one. HMLD. Have you heard of HMLD? Apparently, Jesse Marsh is a big fan of this. HMLD. Do you know what that is? Don't tell him before. Sean. HMLD. Is that the um, like the um, something to do with the diet? Yeah, high metabolic load distance. That's what that is. Here we go. He likes to capture the lightning by keeping a player going flat out and thereby trying to create power football suited to high speed counter pressing. There There you go. go. That's what that is. Well, yeah, it's it's called it's called working hard, lad. Running hard, working hard. You could not have scripted that better, Dave. We've spoken about this many times. The but you're right. This is really interesting. I mean, it's crazy. He he was a Premier League manager till April and did an amazing job. I mean, so clearly, as much as maybe he's just playing up to it, I don't know, but. You know, he was an amazing Premier League manager. The job he did at Burnley was sensational. It is, it is strange. I, I, I'm really I curious. I think this is a big skit. I think we're yeah, being I'm curious to how much he's just playing to the gallery here because, yeah. or maybe it just shows that there are still you can still be very successful in the Premier League with a disregard for all the things that we think are essential. Uh, it's kind of fascinating because you'd think. If you heard this, you'd imagine that this was a guy who hadn't managed at the top level for like a decade or something, the way he's talking. He's a really, really elite, you know, or close to elite manager of recent times. Almost sounding like Allardyce. Almost sounding like Allardyce, just in terms yeah. of not, not saying the stuff, not saying the stuff specifically that he's saying. It's more that the tone the is getting very Allardycean. Yeah. But um, uh, here he is, Dice, talking about the amount of information that footballers are given these days. But it's a fine line. It's a, it's a fine line because they do and, want uh, all this stuff. Yeah. They want it. They hear stories at other clubs and they go, oh, yeah, but at other clubs they tell them, you know, I don't know, they, they get them tuna flown in from, you know, wherever. <laughs> you know, they're all right, yeah, okay. That's great. We'll try and do that for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, we can't wait to do that. <laughs> Genuinely, the the boundaries are now blurring between Dyson and Dice. I cannot yeah. now determine the difference yeah that's what, that's what I mean like it, it, when we when we listened back to that Allardyce one and even he was a manager more recently than he came across in that like he, he sounded like a man so far out of time but yeah well, maybe Dicey's just enjoying the chance to vent but yeah I mean if any pr- potential employers listening to this you think they probably are thinking this he doesn't sound massively sort of <laughs> Cutting edge and modern. <laughs> what, a, what an example to use. And maybe it's, it's bang on for the for the sneering. But um, so their time was up, Dave. And so whatever image you may have had in your mind about how the goodbyes were performed, I imagine this probably marries up quite nicely. Sean, I have to say, far too much common sense. It's been an absolute pleasure. I could I talk all morning. Uh, I, I know you've got other things to do and can't, but uh, uh, honestly, uh, really enjoyable. Well, listen, the game's missing you, son, so yes, don't so don't, so don't sit on your big backside too long. Well, uh, oh, hey, oh, he's lost a bit of weight, that boy. <laughs> you know, lads, <laughs> <laughs> 
you know what they say about common sense? It's not very common. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. Thanks, Thank big you, man. We'll Sean. see you Thanks, out here Sean. before you get back involved. Thanks, Sean. Just me. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thanks. Cheers. Brilliant. Oh, that was good. There you go. <laughs> sensational. That, that all okay, yeah? Oh, oh sensational. Loved it, Sean. Thank sensational. you. Thank you. Goodbye's complete, Dave. Uh, nice little big man in there. Just, yeah, yeah great to have you, etc. But, oh, oh, they're still recording. Uh, any listener who was among the first sort of, let's say, four or 5,000 downloads last week <laughs> will we'll, we'll agree that I'm not exactly in the best place to talk about <laughs> leaving stuff in podcasts that shouldn't be in there. And that's fine. That's why we can joke about it. That's why we can joke about it. I found it quite entertaining. Adam's silly little um, podcast yeah. fuck-off moment. um so yeah um once you've passed the well was that all right guys bit surely the the rest is surely off the record who knows we're gonna play it anyway here's uh, sean dice talking about why teams can't always be expected to play like man city well possibly we can all play like man city but capability wise can we no no No, for fuck's sake that's half the problem (laughs) no it's weird i know it's weird the perception you play the right way then you can get another job it's just madness (laughs) The hair's being let down here, Dave, isn't it? Wow, so that's uh, that's in the pod after they've said goodbye. It's all there. There's, there's a slight implication that this was the chat afterwards and it's just been left in, but I really don't know what's going on. I just wondered whether that was really supposed to be in there. Next up, Charlie, we did once speculate about whether Sean Dyche would ever be a B in sports pundit. Well, we might be closer to the truth. <laughs> right, give it four weeks and I'll get you out. We'll, after the international break, shall <laughs> we? All right, we'll see you then. The weather will be better for you, Gengos. So Don't well. worry about that. We'll make sure the weather's better. <laughs> hey, <laughs> strawberry blonde. Strawberry blonde. Strawberry blonde. Strawberry blonde. all about the stuff. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Enjoy yourself. Thanks, Sean. See you, buddy. Brilliant. Finally, then, the Dice interview is wrapped up, but Keyes has got one more thing to get off his chest. Uh, by the way, happy anniversary, 30 years. Oh, yeah. Um, meant to say to you on a programme we recorded here for Be In Sports, yeah. you said, uh, do you think we, you uh-huh. and me, will ever find acceptance in the business? I thought about that later. Do you know, I, I, I think when we started, we were fighting the establishment, yeah, yeah. the established way of doing things. Satellite television was... Oh, revolutionary yeah that you had to pay yeah, you yeah. had to pay for the product was yeah. was many found objectionable so we fought the establishment you know i think what's happened is sky are now the establishment, the establishment. of course yeah yeah so anybody connected with in the uk sky uh-huh. is is there to be shot at going forward uh-huh. but it's those that will be firing the shots if indeed it ever changes to any great degree uh-huh. that will be the bad boys again right. and I think that's that's probably what happened to you and I we had to go in and fight yeah. oh we did that already. for acceptance survival um, I, I, I used yeah. a phrase when we left about the, the, the well that we dug and many yeah. were now drinking from it that's even more the case mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I think after 30 years um, that's probably where we are whether we get another 30 years I don't know but um, that'll take me up to about 65 <laughs> <laughs> can't promise this much good oh charlie huge fears here that this will be us on football cliches episode 3492 (laughs) (laughs) that is an extraordinary summation of the last 30 years maybe we went too forensic on keys and great corner this week i don't care no we're never going to get a chance like this again dice on the keys and great podcast no holds barred oh it's just absolutely it's just so, he, they are such a gift. They really are. They are a real life comedy series. Dave, if you're still with us, thanks very much for joining us today on the adjudication panel and Keys and Grey Corner. 
Thank you. Thanks to you, Charlie Eccleshare. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back on Thursday with another adjudication panel. Mm. Cheerio. The Athletic. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.